Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo. You're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Helen Gomez, Executive Director of Ben's Bells. We're going to find out how tragedy has led to hope and what it takes to be intentionally kind. Today is June 13th. My name is Tom Heath. And you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android. You uh, head over to the App Store and bring in the Downtown Radio Tucson app. Here on the show, we have a website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. There's a contact button there. There is all of our past episodes. And uh, if you have a smart speaker, you could simply ask it to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast, and that should pop up. Otherwise, you can find our podcast just about anywhere podcasts are found these days. Well, it's a Sunday, so nothing uh, too complicated. Let's actually start with one of those softball questions. Actually, it's a softball story. This year, when the Arizona Wildcats softball team exited the Women's College World Series, not only did their season come to an end, but their head coach called it the end of an era. Mike Andrea has been at the University of Arizona for a few decades. He has coached the United States women's national softball team in the Olympics. He is listed as the all-time winningest coach in college softball history and highly ranked among any coach with any NCAA sport, amassing somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,600, almost 1,700 wins. Under Kendrea, the Arizona softball team has become one of the top programs in a perennial powerhouse in the NCAA. And uh, since 1986, Mike Kendrea has helped lead the uh, Wildcats to Pac-10 Conference titles, Women's College World Series titles, multiple trips to the World's College World Series, and just a stellar program. He will be missed, but his legacy will live on. And speaking of legacies, we have an organization built under the legacy of Ben. You've seen the Be Kind stickers, you've seen the murals, and they are all tied to an organization called Ben's Bells. Many of you know that name, but for those of you that don't, uh, we wanted to go a little bit more in-depth with Helen Gomez, the executive director, find out about how this organization began and what they're focused on, because it's not just kindness. That's a big piece of it. But Ben Spells is working on a lot of different efforts in our community, and Helen's going to share those with us. My name is Helen Gomez. I am the executive director for Ben Spells, um, and it is a nonprofit in Tucson that is focused on um, reminding people to engage in daily acts of intentional kindness. Well, let's start with with that intentional kindness. That is a, a phrase that I hadn't heard before, Ben's Bells. So it's not just being kind, it's being intentionally kind. What what does that mean? So the way we always talk about it here at, at Ben's Bells is it's not always, as everybody knows, it's not easy being kind. 
maximum days. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic. You, um, a coworker at work does something, then you have to have a tough conversation with them. It's not always easy being kind. So what we say is kindness is a practice. So you need to practice it every day, just like anything else. Just, you know, like learning a sport, it's a practice. So you have to be really intentional about um, how you act and how you treat people on a daily basis. So it's like keeping kindness at the forefront of your mind and everything you do that really makes a difference. Well, and I think uh, when you talk about intentional, you might be the only organization I know of that has a chief kindness officer. Uh, (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about Jeanette? Yeah, that is wonderful. Uh, So our wonderful founder, um, Jeanette Murray, she is our, and we always say that she's our one and only chief kindness officer. We will never have another chief kindness officer because she is she's the one. And um, even though she is um, she has stepped away from the organization, she hasn't really because um, she's working on her PhD currently, and all of the work she's doing will inform all our science behind kindness. So it's really a great relationship. So she's really um, delving into the science. And, and, you know, um, the reasoning, you know, behind kindness and how it affects communities. Well, let's talk a little bit about the what's behind um, the organization, because this, as wonderful as it is in our community, this came from, from a healing process that uh, mm-hmm. Jeanette and her family were, were engaged with. Um, it, it, are you able to share that story? I can, yeah. Uh-huh. So um, we are, just to give you a little bit of um, background there. We are entering our, this is our 19th year. So if you can imagine, um, this started um, 19 years ago with uh, Jeanette had Ben, who then was almost three. And um, he had um, just, he had a virus. And um, so, she, you know, he wasn't feeling well. She didn't really think much of it because it wasn't, you know, um, it's, kids get sick a lot, you know, little colds and croup and all of that sort of stuff. And um, what turned out to be a normal small virus um, ended up tragically and then it died. And um, so Jeanette was, she was really trying to, as any mom would, trying to come to terms with her three-year-old passing away suddenly. And so what she did was um, she had a kiln in her got a kiln in her garage and her and her friends kind of started it was a healing process she started um doing things with clay creating with clay and so um out of this came the first Ben's bells and um that first year they put they just put a ton of them out into the community and with the little tag you know that talks about kindness and spread kindness so it started really small and just from there it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew (laughs) and what she realized was um, during her healing process it's these little active kindnesses that were shown to her that really got her through this and by her and her friends putting these bells out for somebody to find they were spreading that kindness to people who needed it as well so it's just, it's really resonated with the Tucson community and it's just, you know, anybody who lives here just knows, it's, they may not know everything we do, but they immediately see the flower and they go, oh, you're the be kind people. 
So that's kind of a cool thing, if, you know, if nothing else, it's just a reminder that you should be kind, so. Well, and it's it, it, you talk about growth. Um, you know, you you know, you see the bumper stickers, "Be kind." You see the the murals that you talk about, and you immediately know uh, what that means. Um, it, and, it, and this has grown outside of Tucson, right? It's I know it's in Phoenix, and I, I think I saw on your mm-hmm. website that it was in Connecticut. Yeah, uh huh. We have uh, we have one in in uh, downtown Phoenix on Roosevelt Row, and then uh, we also have one in Connecticut. Um, one of the women out there had uh, heard Jeanette speak at a conference or something, and so she said, oh, I wanna be a part of this. And so they were trying to figure out how to bring Ben's Bells to Connecticut. And so she was similar in a lot in a lot of ways to Jeanette. She started in her basement with a kiln, a bunch of friends, you know, uh, starting this movement. Well, tragically, Newtown happened, which was which is where our, our Connecticut studio is located. And um, people from Tucson and then in Connecticut just really rallied and put so many of these bells in the Newtown area. Um, and it, it grew from there. And actually, I believe they're gonna be celebrating their 10 year, not next, in two years, they'll be celebrating their 10 years. So that one really grew out of volunteers, the Connecticut studio. Well, and your, your murals have been everywhere, and I, um, I did a story recently with um, uh, the team over uh, the Rendezvous Urban Flats, which is right across your downtown office, or space, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Uh, but the, um, uh, one of the things that was very important to the developers of that space was that they preserved the murals that were created through the Ben's Bells project that had adorned the... Um, uh, uh, the elevator shafts that you know was empty for that lot had been empty for years, mm-hmm. and there were four murals, and they one of them still remains as part of the Rendezvous Flats. So they, when I talked to the developers, they said it was it was part of our soul. We we we, we had to keep that. Yeah, it was it's it was so great. You know, it happened actually during COVID. I feel like when it went up, and you know, and I would say early COVID because um, there was very little traffic on the street. And so one day, of course, I came in, you know, downtown and the way I was driving in, I was like, wait, what is that? And I went and I walked across the street, you know, and there it was, it was up. And it's just, it's, it's such a great reminder. And it's got, the, the great thing about that mural is it's got people's names in it who committed to kindness. And, you know, however long ago that it was created, it's just such a such a reminder for people that, you know, this is kind of, again, back to intentional kindness, it's a practice. You have to continually keep doing it. So, yeah, Rendezvous has been so wonderful in putting that back up, so. Well, and here in Tucson, you've got two studios, uh, both on our, uh, within our show's footprint here of the urban core. There's one on Main Gate, uh, and then you've got mm-hmm. your, I think it's your primary studio downtown, um, which is in the old uh, um, uh, Charles uh, Brown House, correct? Brown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. So you've got this historic building in between two new, uh, and across the street from a new uh, <laughs> a complex. You can't really miss it when you're walking by, but um, what, what, what happens within the studio? Uh, well, so within the studio, the downtown studio right now is kind of the, kind of our hub for the whole organization. Um, when everything was closed down, pretty much 
I'd say almost a hundred percent. Well, I'd say probably more like ninety percent of the production early on was done down here downtown with our skeleton staff, and uh, that's what really sustained the whole organization was online sales and and things of that nature. Um, but so downtown, we have our big production studio in the back uh, part of the building. And if anybody people haven't been to the Brown House, this is an amazing space. It is this big, huge space that is, has a courtyard in the middle. And so um, our big studio's in the back, and that's where we host groups and, uh, you know, just any volunteers. And then we have our shop in the front, and then we have our administrative offices. So um, this is pretty much like the, the heart of Ben's Bells is run out of downtown Tucson. And it's a pretty unassuming space. When you walk by, you don't realize how deep that property goes. Uh, no. Yeah, you're totally right. If it's from the front, you wouldn't imagine. It looks like there would maybe be a few um, offices, but once you walk in, it's just, the space is just gorgeous. And um, we are fortunate because they've allowed us to do, you know, some mosaicing here and there. Obviously, we don't do a ton because it's a historic building, but it's just beautiful to see, you know, we have a mosaic of Ben in the courtyard, and you have bells everywhere, and I mean, we were just joking. We're like becoming this little wonderland. We got birds and ground squirrels. <laughs> it's kind of a really sweet space, the courtyard right now. So, and, and there's something very, um, I think the word is probably serendipitous about that that building because the, you know, the original owner of it, Charles O'Brown, who, if you're familiar with Tucson history, he was, uh, you know, the the, the owner of um, the Congress uh, Saloon, and you know, became sort of a, a place for legislators to meet. But but he also mm-hmm. um, you know, his family, they lost a son at a very young age to smallpox. And when I, you know, I think about that, that Ben's Bells is operating out of that building with that history, it's it, it's one of those goosebump kind of uh, moments. It is, it is, that's a, that's a great connection. There are a lot of goosebump moments when you're talking about Ben's Bells. And we'll talk about a few of those after the break, including what it means to get belled. What's the science behind kindness? And uh, we'll talk about their big event coming up on June 26th. But first of all, I do want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Welcome back. And we're going to finish up our interview with Helen Gomez, the executive director of Ben's Bells. We're going to talk about the science behind kindness and discuss of major event they have coming up at the end of this month here in June. Um, you, you actually have a scientific advisory board, uh, if, if, one, if I understand mm-hmm. correctly. What role, do they, what role do they play with the, with the group? Well, um, what, they've been, what they've done in the past is they, well, currently still, I shouldn't say in the past, but they're still doing it. Um, they really um, develop a lot of the research and they bring it to us so that we can that can inform the curriculum that we put out to schools. So, um, you know, we ha- we actually have a great partnership with the U of A. We have a lot of a lot of the departments at the U of A. Um, uh, one group does our surveys. They uh, put together the question. They analyze the results. We have somebody who's analyzing the data. Um, once the surveys are all turned in, um, we just have we, there are just so many connections and um, so it's that I think that's what makes us different is we're not just you know it's not just we're not trying to be just 
sweet and say be kind because it makes people feel good yes it does don't get me wrong that's wonderful but it's also the science and you know how what process do people go through when they're faced with the opportunity to be kind what what either compels them to to move forward and act on that or not and so it's all those little things that that you don't think about that um that this the scientific board kind of uh brings together all of this all of this science so that's that's actually one of the things that i think is the really gives us like um it gives us, you know, all the meat of what we're really uh, doing here. So it's about the, and, and let me just add, too, it's about, you know, I, I think I said this before, but I mean, during COVID, think about all of those tough conversations we've had to have about social justice and vaccinations and politics. I mean, there's been so much that has happened during um, this past year where people need help trying to, um, I'm trying to say this, trying to talk to other people who have different viewpoints from them and really listening. Not You don't have to agree with everybody, but just being able to listen and understand where someone is coming from. And I think you have to really approach it from a kind place and really want to understand where they're coming from, even if you don't agree with them. So that's a big Big deal. Well, the science is important, and that certainly gives you a, 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 a deeper conversation. But let's talk about the uh, the emotion of it, and tell me about what it means to be belled and how someone gets belled. That has been my favorite thing. I will tell you, in this last year, has been my absolute favorite thing. So, um, what what happens is uh, anybody can be belled. They just have to be nominated, and so somebody has to uh, fill out a form that's online and um, just tell us why this person deserves to be belled. What did they do that was kind? And um, this past year, we have had so many more than any other. Well, I don't know if any other. I, sh- I shouldn't say any other, but we've had a lot of nominations for. Um, let's say businesses who have been um, feeding people in need or feeding uh, volunteers at vaccination sites. And so what's lovely is we get all of these nominations and we have a community committee who looks at all the nominations and then rates them and then they decide. And um, we we usually do uh, one a week and then we get to uh, during COVID, it's been fun because we've been able to do some surprise Zoom uh, bellings where they don't know that they're being belled. We, we got to uh, bell uh, Doug from Feast, and he was just, it was just so sweet. You know, you just, he had this whole community on the Zoom call. It must have been like 50 people. And just, it was really emotional because, you know, being recognized for being a good person and doing things that he probably wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to do this because this is going to, you know, bring me recognition. He was doing it because he genuinely cares about other people and those in need. And so that's the great thing about the Bellings is we get to recognize people who are just being good people and recognizing them for for their acts. And, and there's some competition, so it's not just about, you know, someone nominating and that individual uh, getting an award. You said there's an advisory group that, that meets? Yeah, there's a we, we actually have a separate uh, committee, a belling committee that goes through these um, on a regular basis, goes through all of the nominations. 
And it's hard some weeks. I mean, some weeks we've had really excellent nominations, but we can only pick so many. So, uh, but it's great. It's great. And, you know, we try to send out, we, well, we don't try. We actually send out a note to everybody who is nominated, just letting them know, hey, you know, thanks for being kind. And you, we see you. We see the good things you're doing. And so do other people. And so we really like to try and recognize them. And the other thing is, is that's the only way you can get a Ben Bell is if you've been nominated or if you find a bell out in the community. Those are the only two ways you can get a Ben's bell. You cannot buy it in the store. Well, how, how do people get involved? I know that you've got a website, which is, you know, pretty simple, Ben's, uh, bensbells.org. People can mm-hmm. check out everything we've talked about today, I think, is in some way, shape, or form on there. Um, but you have vol- tell us you've got volunteer efforts. You've got, tell us how people can get involved with the organization. We, um, volunteers are kind of the backbone of Ben's Bells, and so uh, right now what you can do is just uh, go online or call, email, and um, set up a time, and you can come in and volunteer. And so it depends on, you could come, you know, four times in a month, and you're going to be doing something different every time. It just depends on, on what volunteer activity we have for that day. But it's a great way, we've noticed, too, for people to come in, groups, uh, work groups to come in and um, kind of do a, you know, workplace bonding sort of uh, experience. We've had families. We had a a grandma who came in, and she wanted her whole family to to come. So she was turning 80, and she had, like, 20 of her family family members here just a few weeks ago. So um, that's probably the easiest way to connect with us is just to sign up and come in and volunteer. Well, we've got a few minutes left, and I definitely want to talk about the, the reason for this call, which is June 26th. This is a, yes. a big uh, a big day for the organization. Tell us about, about what's happening on, uh, on that uh, date. Well, we're super excited. It's our celebration of kindness. Um, we do it every year, and it's our big fundraiser. And uh, last year, obviously, we had to cancel. But uh, this year, we're going to do a virtual trivia night trivia afternoon I should say and um, it's going to be a lot of fun it's uh, they're going to there's going to be general trivia there's going to be a whole round of Ben Bell's trivia um, we're going to have uh, we're going to have raffle prizes we have a 50-50 raffle and the great thing about this is that since it's virtual this is the first year that all of our studios will be doing it at the same time so we'll have um, some footage from Connecticut, from Phoenix, and then from Houston. So this is really a great year for the whole organization, all the communities to come together and um, support Ben's Bells. And the great thing about it, since it's virtual, you can actually play from anywhere. So, you know, you have cousins in, like, Michigan. All they have to do is buy a ticket, and they'll get the link, and you can play from anywhere. So, um, yeah, we do have tickets online at uh, benfolk.org, and it's on, uh, like you said, June 26th. And in Tucson, our time is 3, East Coast time, 6. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to it, and we hope that the community can come out and, and support us. Well, Helen Gomez, Executive Director of Ben's Bells Project uh, in Tucson, um, also in Phoenix and Connecticut. I mean, it's it's an organization that started from grief and is bringing hope and, and kindness uh, across the country. And I uh, really appreciate all the work that you're doing, and, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. 
Helen Goma, is always a pleasure to speak with the team over at Ben's Bells. Hope you can check them out, their website, and uh, get involved with some of their volunteer efforts. Well, my name is Tom Heath. You're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Well, that's going to do it. Episode 155 is in the books. Thank you to Helen Gomez of Ben's Bells. Always a pleasure to speak with folks doing great things in our community. And next week for the 20th, uh, June 20th, will be Father's Day. We're going to do a little, uh, little feature on our Tucson founding father. He was born Hugo O'Connor, and he was uh, named Hugo Okonor by the Spanish. So we get the story of how that came to be and um, the history of uh, the Presidio here in Tucson. Don't go anywhere. Coming up right after our show is Ted Ski with his show Words and Work, interviewing those in the labor movement. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover here on Life Along the Streetcar, shoot us an email, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org, or hit us up on Facebook. We'd love to share what you know about Tucson on our show. And if you happen to like this song that we're going to exit with today, then I'd invite you to tune in on Saturdays at uh, 7 p.m. for the Magpie Courier, your one-stop steampunk experience. That's where I first heard this song. It's Professor Elemental and Mr. Frisbee from 2020's album, Let's Get Messy. The song is called Nice. Hope you have a great Sunday and tune in next week for more Life Along the Streetcar. So get into the swing of things.